Hello and welcome to Real Talk for Mums. Two personal trainers coming together through birth trauma to bring laughs, tears and a lot of real talk around the health and well-being of mums. Unedited, raw and unapologetically ourselves, Mags and myself, Lara, aim to empower mums with the knowledge and support they deserve to live their best lives. Come join us for a new episode every week. Hello and welcome to another episode. We are joined today by Renee, a mum of two, who's going to be talking about her experience of using a pessary. Now, just to let you know, that is a soft, flexible device that's placed inside the vagina to support the bladder, uh, vagina, uterus and or rectum. And it's generally used for people who have a prolapse, been diagnosed with a prolapse or at risk of having a prolapse. Um, today we are fortunate that Renee's just going to go into detail about her experience, her mindset around using a pessary, how to use a pessary and everything that you may want to know. So thank you so much, Renee, for joining us and welcome. Yes. Yeah. So I have a suspected prolapse. I say mm-hmm. a suspected prolapse because, um, apparently only a gynecologist can, officially diagnose you with a prolapse I don't know if you've heard oh, really? that well yeah so my my women's health physio won't officially diagnose me with the prolapse or or tell me where my prolapse is I think um she can obviously feel it and she's like oh your prolapse is at the front so I, I think it's a good guess that it's your bladder and she's like and you've got um a prolapse at the back so I guess that's a, a bowel but yeah apparently she said that she can't officially say that a gynecologist has to Right. Do you mm. think that's? I wonder if we can get on a get our pelvic floor guru on to find out if that if that's the true mm. if that's well, true or not. Me, um, like I went to see a gynecologist because I had the lump and um, in my underwear, and um, yeah, she automatically just referred me onto a urologist. So because it was a bladder, oh. it's nothing mm. to do with a gyno. It's a urologist. Yeah. So wow. Um, it's interesting as well. She's saying that so are you going to have to go to two different people to work on two different parts of your body? Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. She never said that. I think you should go and see a gynecologist. I think because I, I would have thought that gynecologists would just be all about surgery or if I, if no. Well, if, the gynecologist just, it's out of her scope of practice. So because of mm. mine with the bladder, um mm. yeah like the gynecologist um just looked and she's like this is not my department you need to go see a urologist and that was it yeah 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 wow so then the gynecologist I think deals with um what you call it um oh my god my brain just after dying basically when your <laughs> vagina prolapses your wall of your vagina your Lara what's the technical word for your um perineum no not your perineum but you know the way our vaginas can flop kind of thing um, yeah. and that's what they deal with with the organs in it you have uh, like the your bladder is your urologist your bowel is um oh my god what's your bowel it's um, another person that will work on that part of your body and then are you, you talking about the your uterus prolapse your uterus that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah god, <laughs> it's because we're all sleep deprived mothers mm. is, um <laughs> is it's what a gyno will work on that's their mm. department then you have urologists for their department and the bowel for their department yeah like so what if you have all three though 
You have to see three you different people. You have to see three different people. That's what, is what my uh, what, what my thing is of it. Because yeah, literally, I went in because I had said it to my. Um, it was in New Zealand. It was like a plunket nurse, so like your kind of um, calf nurse here. And I just said to her, "I've got this horrible lump and it's really sore and all this kind of stuff." And she goes, "Oh, I'll refer you to the gynecologist." And um, I went off to her, and then straight away she was like, "No, nah, I can't do anything here." Um, after you, uh, you're on, yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I wonder if they'll do anything different other than fit you for a pessary. And I don't. Would they fit a you for a or a, a urologist? Would a urologist fit urologist, you for a pessary? A urologist doesn't even recommend a pessary to me. Yeah. So then I didn't even know who women's health physio was back then. Like wow. I had no dealings at all with a women's health physio. Um, it was when I moved to Australia that I had to figure out who could actually help me, and that's when I found a women's health physio. And I went to see my first women's health physio, and she didn't even do an internal examination on me, and she told me I had a weak pelvic floor, and I was like, How do you know? <laughs> and then eventually I found one that did an internal but that was me being clueless I had no idea whatsoever mm. and maybe Australia is different but this was in New Zealand when I had my surgery for my colon yeah wow okay yeah sorry so, it's true <laughs> no Mags what work. type of what type of prolapse have you got Mags uh bladder yeah okay. so my bladder um was completely down and it was hanging out of my vagina and then um what you call it and um, they literally just put a sling in and put it in to hold that bladder up in place yeah yeah so yours is separate from a pessary isn't it it's an actually that's there for good that sling that's that sling's surgery. permanent well apparently only last five years but that's um permanent and like I do, you know, the way I train and everything, I really use my pelvic floor every single time, turning it on, turning it off. Uh, when I was in Melbourne, I found another women's health physio because she had really good reviews and I went to see her. I mean, her just didn't click at all. I was studying at the time and I felt um, she looked her nose down at me and uh, she offered me a pessary and it was the ring one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she was like, you definitely need this because I was telling her, at the time, um, I was feeling, and I've spoken to you about this, Lara, is that I was in my perineary area because I tore right the way um, up into the bum and I had really bad hemorrhage, so all that's damaged. And I was, when I was started walking fast, trying to run again, I used to get this pulling feeling and I, uh, describing it was like heaviness, but actually what was happening, because I went to another woman's health physio to find out, um, it was my perineary, my diamond shape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually um, it was stretching. So when you think about it, like it was all tight for the last you know number of years, and then as I was running, I'm very visual. It was stretching. So think of like my legs were stretching more. I was mm. getting more confident in my strides. So that's what was happening. And she was trying to convince me that I had um, a prolapse again. And I was like, I don't think I have a prolapse. And I, you know, um, but anyway, she fitted me for pessary. And um, I don't think I was healed down there mentally because it was the ring one and she put it in, but I have a really high uterus. So it went away in and it topped up. And then like I was sitting on the bed and I was sweating and she was trying to get it out of me. <laughs> and it was the most horriblest feeling ever. And then she made me buy one and I bought it at home. And I came home to my husband like, well, she's made me buy this. And I left it in the package. And when I went back to see her again, I was like, I haven't used it. And I don't want it. I want money back. And in fairness, she gave me my money back. But I was like, me and you are done. (laughs) (laughs) Find a new women's health physio. And then when I moved back to Adelaide, then I found Ivory Rose. There was a beautiful girl there called Noelle. 
And um, she was like, this is what's happening. Cause she got me into movements of stretch your leg this way, bring it this way. And then when I was doing that, that's what I was exact. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. Mm. It's so important to find a person that you click with. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that like, you know, I, I, me and Lara, we don't I never judge anyone for their experience or who they are. Mm. We've just gone mm. on and learned from our own things. But sometimes mm. I personally find I get very intimidated by people when they look at me as if like, who are you? Um, mm. And it's kind of like, actually, I've got a lot of knowledge. And then when you don't feel that on par with one another, it's really, really hard. So that's been my journey in a way with um, the prolapse. Yeah. So now I have yeah. this TVT sling put in um, and it holds my bladder in place. Um, and I still do all my pelvic floor exercises. Um, like there isn't a day that I don't do um, maintenance because for me, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. is that what you're so talking about uh pipes pessaries so mags mm -hmm. was, has tried out a ring i have tried out a ring as well mm -hmm. and um it was interesting because it, it it fell out because i have this avulsion um i started walking around and i could feel un it was uncomfortable as i walked and my pelvic floor physio was amazing anyway she was just like try it and we'll see um and so she said i think moving forward we might have to fit you for a cube one um, which is like um, it's got suction, little yeah. suction things all around it and you just pop it in and it's something. So apparently with pessaries, there's different because there's different types, you can wear them for all day or some of them you only wear for a short period of time, like you would like a tampon or something. Mm. Um, so, again, it depends on what the pelvic floor physio has fitted you with and what sort of what's going on for your pelvic floor, whether it's a prolapse or a risk of prolapse. They were talking to me because it's a risk of prolapse and if I want to do proper strength training and running and things then it's better to do get fitted for a pro, uh, pessary and use the pessary only when I'm doing those types of activities um Renee with you uh, don't you have a ring yeah so I've got a ring with support so okay. it's a ring and it's got a little um yeah, it's got support. So it's a ring with stuff in the middle, if that makes sense, and holes. Yes. Yeah. So you still I've use it like a one. ring. Yeah. Yeah. And it was quite intimidating when she gave it to me. Because um, you have yeah. to get fitted for size, don't you? You do have to get fitted for size. And you, you look at it and you go, oh my gosh. It's huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's easy. It's so easy to insert. You just fold it and um, yeah, it's amazing. So for listeners um, who don't know what a pessary is, it's like. Um, like you said it's a ring but it's rubbery and when yeah rubbery so you can bend, bend it. it yeah yeah like so when you bend it, yeah. it you kind of um I guess you stick your leg up as you would try uh, try so, like putting it in for a tampon or how would you mm, put it in so I have always been the biggest prude and <laughs> before I had kids I would only use tampons with an applicator and I couldn't just didn't know that part of my body um and then since having kids you just become it's all out there anyway. Yes. Um, but between kids, I tried to use a menstrual cup and it took me a long time to get it, but I loved using my menstru menstrual cup and um, felt really empowered using that and it took me a long time to get it. Yeah. Um, so then putting a pessary in, I found so much easier than my cup. So oh, wow. it's bigger and it's a different shape, but I even find it easier than a tampon. I like bend it in half so it's like a C. And you just, um, I do it in the shower and I just, yeah, I think you have to try and work what works for you, but I do it in the shower and I just put it in and it like, I suppose, cause the way your body is, it just 
fits in really easy. I find I now use tampons without an applicator and I find it even easier than that. Wow. And do you wear, so you wear your ring all day? I wear it all the time. I never take it out. I take it out like once a week to wash it. um, And then I put it back in. Um, The guidelines are that you should be taking it out every day. But as my women's health physio said, she's like, well, some people don't, do self-management so they have it in all the time and then maybe come in to see a women's health or a gynecologist once every six months to get it washed so she's like so if you want to you need to work out what's comfortable with you so I do it once a week just so I know that when I've done it um and she said you can take it out if you have your period um because it will just your period will discolor it but I find that that part of my cycle I'm the most heaviest because I'm swollen and there's so much blood flow down there. So I've actually just kept wearing mine during my period because I'm, I feel more comfortable wearing it. So, yeah, I probably take it out once a week. It's interesting you say that, Kylie. We'll just wait for Lara to get down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. the period um, yeah. because I feel the same. When I'm on my period, it's the heaviest part mm. and I get all mm-hmm. these, like, symptoms and everything of my prolapse. Yeah. And I'm yeah. saying it's the women's health physio. And she said, yeah, that that's so common because we're so hormonal and... Mm. Um, it's just everywhere yeah so it's very interesting that yeah the, you, they recommend taking it out but it's most time you need it yeah so the first month I took it out because I'd only just got it and I was like oh I've got my period I'll take it out and I was like oh really wish I had that in so this time I just had it in the whole time but I took it out every day to wash it um but yeah I felt heaps better heaps more confident with the in and what about um like say when you're sexually active are you allowed to wear that one in particular that you have or do you have to take it out so it's so interesting because I have a I know someone that went to a gynecologist and asked for a pessary or asked if a pessary was maybe an option for them and they said we don't fit people for pessaries if they're still sexually active and um is that what you know no 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 no. I thought she was taking a photo um yeah so and I thought that was really interesting because um they said oh gynecologists might not teach self-management um but yeah apparently I can have sex with mine in I haven't gone down that rude route yet um but I have friends that have a pessary like mine and they've they've done it and they said right. it's fine okay yeah they yeah. said oh we found that taking it out killed the mood so we just tried it one day and it was fine how did you have it so <clears throat> I she hasn't given me a time frame I suppose because I'm only 10 months postpartum that's why I was really keen to get it as well because um, I've still got so many hormones and relaxing in my system that it would be good to wear it now while I still need that support and while I'm still breastfeeding and then hopefully in the future when I've strengthened or when I'm not breastfeeding um, hopefully I don't have to wear it or don't have to wear it all the time that's the goal and then are you um are you doing your pelvic floor exercises every day as well like you keeping good maintenance or um yes yes I need to be doing them every day so I am trying um I've got my first checkup I've only had it for about seven weeks so I've had my first checkup on Monday so I'm keen to see what she says but yes I need to be doing them every day and are you doing them like just are you doing them through movement like the way Lara has taught you or are you just doing them like sitting there um, um I do them when I'm brushing my teeth so I'm trying to yeah. habit stack so I remember to do them um I also do the knack which Lara taught me like whenever I'm picking something up um my kids 
So engaging my pelvic floor and breathing out at the same time. So I'm trying, I'm pretty consistent with that. Um, yeah. And cause yeah, you're just lifting and carrying all the time with the kids. And what about when you're picking up your shopping and stuff, are you being proactive on that as well? Getting that good engagement, lift, um, having engagement before mm-hmm. you um, lift anything heavy, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's the kids, the shopping. Yeah. Um, yeah. So still doing the neck. So yeah. Engage yeah. my pelvic floor, breathing out while I lift something. Yeah. 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 Cause I find personally, like for me, I still do the isolated um, pelvic floor exercises, but then mm-hmm. I do everything through movement as well, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people forget about it and then, yeah. you know, they'll sit in the couch and, Oh, I do them. I'm driving the car. I'll do them when I'm sitting in the couch or I'll do them there. But then when mm-hmm. you go to hit, hit, lift the baby or like yeah. lift a big bag of shopping or you yeah. know, lift the six-year-old, like, <laughs> yeah, that's when you need to actually be doing it need it most rather than just in an isolated like it's great to have it isolated but then you Mm -hmm. need to use it as well in movement then once you got fitted did you feel um what you call it um did you feel more confident and I suppose when you first um had the baby how Mm. long after did you find that you had like describe to me how you knew and why you went to see women's health physio what triggered you to say there's not something right down here yeah. So during my first pregnancy, I was pregnant in 2019 and I was always like, I should go and see a women's health physio. And I went and did some physio classes at the hospital. And one of the ladies there running the class is actually my, my, my gal. Um, and I said to her, like, should I be coming to see you? And she's like, Oh, come and see if you have problems post baby. So I was like, okay. I had a like three day labor with my first and two and a half hours of pushing which I now know are both um, risk factors to have a prolapse Um, but yeah back home the first week I was drinking heaps of water because you're breastfeeding and I went to the toilet and I thought I was hemorrhaging I felt like this warm liquid and I was like oh my gosh I'm hemorrhaging something's wrong and then I realized that I was just totally incontinent Um, that's never happened since which is good Um, but yeah then fast forward a little bit probably six weeks postpartum I was still wearing a pad and I was like bit strange smell and I talked to my midwife about it and they're like oh it's probably still just like um your blood and stuff leaving the leaving your body um and your wound healing I'm like okay and it wasn't until I was talking to a friend after and she she was really open about her prolapse and her leakage and I was like oh it's like a light bulb went off I was like I'm leaking urine and so that's when I went to a women's health um and that first appointment, she like fixed that, I, I think with um, the right management and support. Um, so I saw her on and off um, postpartum for, for that child. And I was planning to get pregnant again. So I went to see her and she recommended a pessary during my pregnancy because she then said, you have a prolapse. Um, I don't think I was there yet to have, a pessary I didn't really I couldn't really accept maybe that my body was that way um and I was really confident I can fix this I can do pelvic floors it will be fine and I asked a lot of people and I didn't feel like there was a lot of research around wearing a pessary during my pregnancy Mm. like it was there wasn't any evidence that it would make it that wouldn't stop it getting worse I could still have a long pushing phase I could still go over my gestation um all those things have a big baby so I did, I chose not to have that. And then during my pregnancy, I had a lot of varicosities. My perineum was sitting quite low, like below my seat bone. Um, so I wore like compression um, garments. I wore lots of SRC shorts. 
Um, and yeah, so she saw me all through my pregnancy and I felt so strong. I was seeing Lara. Um, I felt really strong in my pelvic floor. I still feel really strong in, in my pelvic floor. Um, but yeah, I went a week over again. I had two hours of pushing again with the second baby. Um, and my baby was quite large. I think I said before she was over four kilos. Um, so yeah, I've just been seeing my women's health since then. And I don't really have a lot of symptoms. I don't have pain. I don't have incontinence. Um, I still have not varicosities, but my perineum is quite laxed, I think, from being stretched during my pregnancy. Um, and so she was saying more that if we can get that pressure of your bladder and bowel up, then you can strengthen your muscles underneath. So then hopefully in the long run, those muscles can do that job. Um, yeah, but just because I had so much weight on there, carrying for 41 weeks, carrying a really heavy baby. Um, yeah. So that's so, did yeah. You, um, how did you feel about yourself though mentally and physically? Did you feel like, well, I know you, you said it took you a long time yeah. to get it, but then how did you feel once you got this do you feel you've got control of your body again or how do you feel mentally? so yeah she suggested a pessary again before Christmas and I was like no 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 I don't need that I'm not broken I can fix it I can do my pelvic floors and it wasn't until another friend actually told me she lives interstate and we caught up and she was like oh I've got a pessary and I just she was so honest about it and she was like it's amazing and it just gave me the confidence to be like oh if this person that is that I really admire um, and she can have one and she thinks it's amazing and I don't see her as broken. So, yeah, the next day I booked in to see my women's health um, and she fitted me. And the whole appointment, I just was like, I can't wait to leave this room so I can just go and cry. So I felt so upset about having it. And then as soon as she put it in, I was like, yeah, this was amazing. I can do this. I'm an empowered woman. I'm taking my body back. And like ever since then, I have never felt sad about it. I just feel so confident about it I um yeah I feel really I feel really good about it I don't have to worry about when I am picking up the girls yes I still do my pelvic floors but I don't in the back of my mind I'm not going is this going to ruin my pelvic floor am I doing big damage here um yeah I feel more empowered about having it than not and I'm really surprised about that I think just like when I started using my menstrual cup I was like oh I know my body and I how can I have gone 34 years of my life and not known part a part of my body like this? Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Cause I remember having this conversation with you when you first had that th- thought that you were going to have a pessary and then it was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then second time it's like, yes, mm. I am going to do it. And how does it feel different for you? Cause you said that it just feels different. And you're just like, wow. Okay. Well, you can, it's just not that I don't have the weight there. Like I can feel like when I take it out, I'm like, oh, I just feel heavier there. So I'm, I feel lucky that I don't have any symptoms of my prolapse. Like I'm not incontinent anymore. Um, I don't have pain, but I don't want my prolapse to get worse. I've still got a long life ahead of me. Um, I've still got menopause to go through. So um, I want to do everything I can and be as proactive as I can to not let it get worse. And she even said, she's like, your bowel prolapse could potentially need surgery in the future. So I just want to put that off as long as I can or like be as proactive as I can about that. Or maybe not need it because you have a pessary because you're doing the work now. Mm, So my understanding is my pessary doesn't hold my bowel prolapse. It only holds my bladder. Um, 
So again, I think the hope is that having that weight off my perineum and my pelvic floor that I can strengthen that enough that that's going to be able to hold it. Mm. Mm. Like your sling is able to hold it. You're yeah, yeah, that sling yeah. Underneath, and yeah. all those organs are above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. before I had the pessary, those the weight of those organs were I just wasn't able to get the strength work there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, oh, and I just I'm so amazing. thankful for those two friends that have said um were open with me about it because I just would have I would have never got a pessary I don't think if that friend wasn't so open about it so yeah I'm really grateful I think that's why um I brought you on because I I love that you're so openly sharing about this and because you were spurred on by someone saying to you openly that you they had a pessary and it Mm, just uh, I just wanted to give hope for listeners um if they're going through the same that you went through yeah, because I think people really suffer in silence, especially um, older generations when there is no conversation around it. And, yeah, I just it doesn't have to be that way. That's so good. And that's what we, me and Lara, want to do is empower mm. women, you know, from mm-hmm. every angle possible because, yeah, there is so many women that suffer in silence, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to hear, you know, someone open up to us and you're like, oh, shit, man, you need a help you you know what I mean and yeah. we try our best to do everything um we can to help mm. people and make them feel confident in themselves again. yeah yeah and it's like part yeah. of losing yourself you know what I mean like yeah you um I used to look at um my first one and be like you fucking destroyed me mm. <laughs> in a beautiful way but you know mm. like you you were you know when we look back to before we had kids you know the three of us because you know for you that's trauma as well in a different angle if you get what I mean mm-hmm. like it's after trauma you know mm-hmm. that you had a perfect body before you went in to have kids and then yeah. you're you know in your own words you were damaged you were broken do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. and then it's very hard to get your head around that that I'm broken I'm damaged I'm I'm not the person I used to be and it's really yeah. hard to try and find the new you and then you yeah. know we're living with society of like no one tells anyone the truth and then yeah. you know we we live with social media and you know the minute the baby's born you know there's amazing photos and everyone's amazing and then you know we're all mm-hmm. trying to get our bodies back and mm-hmm. you know you're here trying to deal with a prolapse how many more women are out there feeling the same way and yeah. then you have you know these crazy people telling us you need to run and you need to do hit exercise and you need to do all this to get your body mm-hmm. back but mm-hmm. that is completely damaging you and many more women out there. And I think that's what mm-hmm. makes me so passionate about it is educate people, support mm-hmm. people. And then as well with this pessary, you're, you're, you know, your life isn't over. Like you can go out and you can run now. You can lift your kids. Mm-hmm. You can live mm-hmm. life to the full. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got control again, but you got to this stage to get to that stage. Do you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. And so many people, like someone said to me one day, they're like, oh yeah. I wet myself every day and I'm like hold on what and I like to say to people I'm like it is so common but it is not normal and there is something you can do about it I Mm -hmm. hate seeing those memes on Facebook which like make light of that about wetting yourself when you sneeze or for an example and I'm like but it doesn't have to be like that yeah Um, I also think that we're very privileged I I've been seeing my women's health physio privately because there's would be a massive wait list to see her publicly and I realized that I have the means to be able to afford to go and see her like it's so expensive and I know that a lot of people don't or can't prioritize that so I I just want to say that I know that I'm coming from a place of privilege in that way 
I love that you said that because we're we're trying to get this petition signed where all mums are allowed free um, in Australia anyway, free um, pelvic floor checks mm-hmm. uh, on Medicare. Um, mm-hmm. So we need like 50,000 signatures. So I'm going to post that in the link below for anyone who wants to sign that. Yeah, because I think it, it should be free. Yes, 100%. it should be. Yeah. Yes. But even like I found um, like my the, the pregnancy just there, like uh, not literally now. <laughs> Are you pregnant again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had a dream last night. But anyway, I'm not. Um, and, um, but like I had a C-section. I still carried a 4.45, 4.5 kilo baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked to see one without physio and the lady, the midwife was like, oh, you don't need to see one. You had a C-section. I was like, I have a sling inserted. I carried the baby. It's a big baby, as you can see. And I'd like a women's health physio. And she would kind of look to me. And then the women's health physio came in. She was a young girl and she was kind of like, oh, you had a, a C-section. I don't really need to be here. And I said, I gave no. her my history. And then ridiculous. Um, she told me I was too... Um, too early to check and I said but how am I too early to check when I didn't have a vaginal birth so <laughs> and she checked me and she's like oh yeah you've got a good pelvic floor but I worked on my pelvic floor all through that pregnancy um mm-hmm. because um what do you call it I was just completely because I was told by the urologist that it wasn't recommended to have another child so um I was going against all the odds so I was working even more harder to my pregnancy than I ever did but um, yeah, and how many more women are out there that have had C-sections and then they are wetting themselves, but no one wants to look at them because, oh, you had a C-section. But yeah. it's the weight, oh. like people don't understand that weight that we carry for that length of time. Do you know what I mean? I um, had a, I saw, I was seeing a PT in my first pregnancy. I just was just going to the normal gym. I was just like, oh, she's a woman. She's had kids. She can be my PT. I didn't realize I needed to seek out someone with, more knowledge than that and I think about back to those exercises I was doing in that pregnancy that was so wrong for my pelvic floor and she even said she's like I've had two c-sections and I have a prolapse because she was doing box jumps at 40 weeks pregnant or something like that and then in hindsight I'm like why was I seeing her that was such a red flag like I was so glad that I could see Lara um second time around because she actually knows what she's talking about in that area it's in crazy frightening in every yeah. way yeah <laughs> <laughs> lara is the best <laughs> yeah. but the, and it's scary it is so scary because i was the same like when i um had the first baby um you know i thought everything was um amazing and um you know go find a trainer that had you know i specialize in pre and postnatal but you can actually do a one hour course to be specialized in frame postnatal. Yeah. Um, and there's people offering these courses. Now, this is back when I um, became a personal trainer. Maybe it's changed since then. Um, but um, I went and she had a 12 week program to get your body back was the, the name of it. And back ropes, squat jumps. And at the time, I didn't know I had the prolapse. So I thought it was just these really bad hemorrhoids. And mm. I remember coming out to the car and I was like saturated and we all down my leg, everything. And I rang my husband and I was hysterical on the phone and he's like, what's wrong, babe? And I was like, ah. then I sent the lady a really nice email and I just, look, I don't think this is right. Because I had to pay up front. You need to pay your 12 weeks up front. And um, yeah, I emailed her a beautiful email and I said, look, I've just 
I've completely saturated myself and, you know, um, I don't think this is right for me. And, you know, any chance could I get a refund because money is really tight and all this kind of stuff. And she wrote back, she goes, you ain't going to get results sitting at home. <laughs> it was like, okay, then. And I was like, well, I'm not sitting at home, you know? And then she goes, well, you don't, if you give up, that's not giving up. And I said, I've just opened up to you to tell you I am completely saturated with weight. Um, and I felt so embarrassed being in that group. And I'm like, you know, you could see there was we in the ground because it was like, you know, it wasn't sweat. And uh, yeah, and that was my answer. So I just had to walk away. And I always said, you know, I was never going to be that trainer to push exercise on people or, you know, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, really interesting. Uh, what's out there. And it's sad because I get it. Um, when we Larry even tell you our cert three and four covers absolutely nothing um we did I had the case study of a 12 week um pregnancy and I think I don't think I had any posts was there any posts in your training Larry can you remember um and um you know that's all that no that's all that's in it so there's no information whatsoever on a standard and then it's when you go off and you specialize then and like and that's how I specialize because for me I went off and did my search three and four thinking it would help me um, because I got damaged by so many trainers. And then I went in and even my coaches kind of didn't really know what a prolapse was or, you know, they actually didn't know at all. And I had to get my women's health physio to write them a letter to explain to them because I couldn't do any deep because um, I was still trying to train that area. So everything was shallow and narrow. And um, she had to write them a letter just to say, like, Mags can do the exercise, but her body can't do the exercise um, mm-hmm. because they didn't want to pass me in my exams. And then I finished that, got my certificate, and then I went on to specialize in women's health. And God, I've done every course you can name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it was more for me than I didn't have a business back then. It was it was all about me. It wasn't about um, building a business. I want to build me and I wanted to find who I was again and that's where my business came from um but it's very frightening of what's out there and sometimes when I see stuff on social media I cringe I it just drives me insane because I'm like I was that vulnerable woman too yeah and especially when people say I see my obstetrician at six weeks and get the clear I'm like but our obstetrician isn't specializing in prolapse or you know exercise or what type of exercise like yeah it's crazy the doctors just say go amongst your day and do some exercise well mm. what, I, what what exercise oh go and do a challenge <laughs> get mm. your body back um Renee do you want to leave um listeners with anything that you want uh, I think maybe just what I said before that if you're experiencing something like incontinence or pain like during intercourse that yes it might be common um but it's not normal and that you can definitely get some support yes Mm. yeah hey thank you so much Renee for joining us thank I know you you're, um having your husband looking after the kids and you're yeah. sleep deprived so I really appreciate you being on <laughs> no, thanks it's been good talking about it I think it's really important good yeah Yay. and so good meeting you Mags you too yeah 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 I'm a, I'm a better trainer than Lara <laughs> <laughs> don't worry um, we bounce off each other <laughs> On that no note, competition. <laughs> on that note, end. No. <laughs> um, if you have enjoyed listening to us, please do share the podcast with other people who could really benefit from hearing about pessaries, um, whether they've got a prolapse or anything. And as I mentioned, we'll be sharing links below um, with stuff that we spoke about today. Thank you so much for listening to us again, and we'll speak to you again on another episode.
Bye. Thank you. Bye.